Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi, and you're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Amy P. Kelly. Amy P. Kelly is the president and chief learning officer of the Amy P. Kelly Companies. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to be with you. Likewise, it's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us more about you and where are you from? I was born in Virginia and I'm living there right now. I've lived here for the past um, 20 plus years. So I'm, I'm coming to you from Virginia. Excellent. Now, can you explain to us what does the P in your name mean? Sure, I, I appreciate that question. So the, the P in Amy P. Kelly, is P stands for Pauline, which is my middle name. That was my grandmother's name. That's how I got the name Pauline. And then through my work and my, um, my, what I do, the P stands for the, the power that's on the inside of each individual to fulfill your purpose. So that P inside Amy and Kelly, you know, you've got the P right there. It's the power on the inside of you to fulfill your purpose. I love it. Now you are the co-author of the Energy Bus Field Guide. Tell us a little bit more about it. So the Energy Bus Field Guide is a roadmap for fueling your life, work, and all the things that you do with your teams with positive energy. And I had the honor of co-authoring that with the author of The Energy Bus, John Gordon. John Gordon wrote the best-selling book, The Energy Bus. And through some work that I did with an organization around The Energy Bus, we ultimately met. And um, the, the book that he wrote was so impactful in the success of the, a particular initiative at this organization. We got to talk and we ended up writing the field guide so that other teams and individuals and organizations could bring the principles and practices from the book alive in their work and in their life. So it was a really amazing project and a lot of fun to do and love seeing how the energy bus impacts people. I love it. Now your second book is titled Glue and that will be releasing soon. Tell us a little bit more about it. Thank you. I'm, I'm so excited. I actually, I have some of the first copies on um, New Year's Eve, my husband and I actually got the first um, set of authors copies and I'm very excited about this and um, glue is a leadership development strategy to bond and unite. And it's a story about two women who are partners in business and one of them decides to leave the partnership and at that point, there are some feelings of betrayal and confusion and anger and uh, just some frustration. And then the story takes them through what they do to make the decision. Do they bond and unite or do they break? And so it's a, it's a short book um, and it's meant to take a lot of the things that I've seen through my own personal experiences, but also in the workplace. I, I've been a vice president of HR for multiple organizations and have done a lot of work when business relationships break or when things happen inside teams and companies and have seen things go wrong and, and really break down and what happens because of that. And then uh, I've studied, researched and worked with 
um, individuals and organizations about how to not let that happen, how to unite instead of divide, how to bond instead of break, and what that means to the individuals and to the organizations and really the communities and the world when you're able to bond and unite instead of divide. Very powerful. I, I'm all for uniting. And it's come now to the time in our society where we need to unite. Very powerful. Now, you have 20 years of experience in human resources. Tell us a little bit more about your experience, Amy. Well, I have been, it's it's been amazing because I, I owned my own business. And before that, I was in the staffing and um, kind of the recruiting and staffing industry and worked with different companies, helping them find the people that they needed. And that was my first exposure to that component of the full complement of human resources competencies. And I loved it. I loved helping organizations find the people and build the teams that they needed to get things done. And did a little bit of everything across that, which was really fun. Everything from working with chip companies like Frito-Lay, to lighting companies, to technology companies, to science and research companies. And so enjoyed just the, the variety of, of support there and realized that in general, the number one investment organizations make is the, the top one, the dollars, are the people, the people that, that drive their companies. So really got interested in human resources, which embodies the full complement of different things that it takes to um, acquire and engage and then maintain and retain people inside organizations to help companies achieve their objectives. So I had my own organization at one point and then um, worked primarily in training and development for a, a company and then moved into a more comprehensive HR role. And that's where I stayed for the next 10 years of my career. I love it. Now tell us a little bit more about the major challenge that you had to overcome in your life. Well, I, I think that probably the, the biggest challenge was the, the death of my mom on Thanksgiving of 2003. And it came at the same time that um, you know, I was pregnant with my my twins. When when my twins were born, my mom was still alive, and then she passed away six months later on Thanksgiving. And and then opened a business um, with a, a, a good friend and business partner um, after that happened. And so I, I kind of group all those things together because uh, there was just a lot of a lot of different really um, intense things happening and had to overcome being overwhelmed by it all. And through the intensity that made me um, kind of, sometimes I made good decisions inside the challenges and other times I, I didn't make as good of decisions, but I learned so much through that. And ultimately the other great uh, biggest challenge uh, was that the business that I opened that was really successful initially um, a couple years in, the economy changed, and it, it put myself and my business partner in a, a difficult circumstance of having to make lots of decisions about how we would try to survive. And ultimately, that business that started off and was on the cover of an industry magazine because it was doing so well, all of a sudden was in danger of bankruptcy. And ultimately, 
the, the business did not succeed. So going through that while pregnant with my fourth child, um, because I had a, um, a third during that business and then was pregnant with my fourth and just the pressures and the challenges that get, got put on all the business relationships and the personal relationships. Uh, it was it was a very intense time and it was a sad time for for many aspects and it was a huge learning time. I joke and tell people sometimes that I do have a PhD in business. You know, I was poor, hungry and driven and I went through the loss of a business and I learned a lot of hard and valuable lessons. So those are two big moments, you know, the the passing of my mom at the same time as giving birth to my twins and having, you know, my first children, my husband and I dealing with that right after his only brother died a year before my mom passed away of cancer. And I know a lot of people go through things like this, so I know I'm not alone, but that moment and then having the business go to such heights of success and then so quickly change and, and be in such a bad spot and ultimately have to close the doors to that business. So those were two really big ones. Now, what role did your faith have in you overcoming those challenges in your life? So I, would not have survived them without my faith and absolutely the it, it it i drew closer to god and as you seek god he is there and he was absolutely the answer to all of the the, the things that i did wrong and and you know forgiving me and helping me to understand and accept that forgiveness and learn from those mistakes and he has absolutely helped me to strengthen my ability to be um, a peacemaker and to be successful in future situations in an, a more um, just a light filled way and um, a, a more calm way too, I, and be centered on him. So it, it like most people, you, you, I know because I've heard from so many other business owners. I remember when I didn't want to tell people that my business did not work out and I was embarrassed about so many of the things that happened and some of the things that, um, you know, I just was sad about and p business owners and CEOs were saying, oh, you, you, you lost that business and you learned and you've only lost one business. And we've had, you know, most of the time, Amy, you talk to some entrepreneurs or business owners, they've lost a few, not that that's the goal, but just get up, get up girl and keep going. And you learned so much and you're ready to go. Don't keep looking backward. You know, all you mentioned faith, you know, I think about all of the armor of God, the full armor of God. Many times, you know, my husband has reminded me, he's, he says all the armors on the front, Amy, keep moving forward. If you look at all that armor that's listed in Ephesians, it's all on the front. And then you put on your shoes of peace and you stand. Having done all, I just stood sometimes. I didn't keep moving forward all the time, but sometimes I would just stand and say, I'll be okay. Uh, but the role of faith to answer your question was, it's the center of everything for me. Amen. Now, what would you tell an individual who's going to, through a similar challenge right now in regards to their business and maybe facing that same issue? What would you tell that individual? Don't stop communicating. Um, definitely one of the things that I've learned in, in the, the full continuum of my business experience, even in, in the early years, I made up a lot of stories in my mind about why people might be doing things or why things might be happening. And instead of communicating 
um, I allowed those stories to get magnified and distorted many times. I wasn't accurate in what I was thinking. And so communication, I know everyone talks about it, but don't stop, don't hide, don't make up your own story about what's happening. Uh, remain calm and listen to those around you. And just remember that everything that is happening, you will eventually be on the other side of it. So lead with your character, lead with the things that are about who you are and who you were created to be and not about your fear because it's so easy when your business is floundering and there are so many things that it impacts in your life to act from a place of fear instead of a place of faith. And one way to stay grounded is you know, obviously your connection to the word and to God and to keep communicating with those because chances are in your difficult business situations, the others that are in your sphere of influence and working with you and uh, they're also afraid. And so when there's fear and fear, you can really have some wrong impressions and without good communication, um, act on things that aren't even true. So just keeping communication front and center and not allowing, uh, you know, my, John Gordon that I work with, I love his saying when he says, um, where there's a void in communication, negativity tends to fill it or it does fill it. Because if you let that gap grow, most of us as human beings start deciding on our own why there's a gap there. It's like, oh, well, you know, Gigi didn't let me know about that. I wonder why that happened. Well, I know it's because she doesn't like me or it's because she doesn't want to work with me anymore. And guess what? Not only does she not want to work with me, she's probably trying to do all these other things that, you know, she, she doesn't want to work. She doesn't want anyone else to work with me. And as you uh, let that thread kind of build, all of a sudden, the next day when you make a business decision, you could be making a business decision on something that's completely not even reality. And I think that happens more, even though that example is an extreme. And, you know, as we grow our emotional intelligence and, and our ability to kind of keep calm in situations, we don't do that as often. But when we are afraid, we can make up stories and make up meaning. And before you know it, one bad decision leads to another one because you're making a decision based on things that are not fact. And you have become completely disconnected from the person who also is probably struggling and having challenges. And uh, so those things, I won't ever assume that I know why someone is behaving a certain way. And I also won't um, walk away out of frustration uh, and allow that void to grow. So those are some of the lessons. And, and then the other thing that I'll throw in there for some of those business owners is when I've been involved in different businesses, uh, sometimes I've had others who have experience look at my numbers or the, the, the amount of people I needed to, to get something accomplished and say, do you really need that many people? Or do you need to take this strategy? And earlier on in my career, I listened, but I didn't listen to the degree of pausing and really reflecting on the input that was given to me on by people who had been there before. I listened, I made notes, but more often than not, I did exactly what I intended to do before I got their advice. So slow down and really take that wise counsel seriously.
very powerful, slow down and listen to wise counsel. I agree 100%. Now, Lori Schoenfield said, hi, Gigi and Amy. Great conversation. Thanks for listening in, Lori. We appreciate you. Yes. Now, Amy, yes. you are the co-creator of the Leading Well Leadership Program. Tell us a little bit more about it. Thank you. So uh, one of my colleagues and a, a friend as well, um, Jack Slavinsky and I, have uh, had the opportunity to put together a, a leadership wellness program. And some of the work that we've done uh, is in higher education and in some corporations, but we were looking at the role of resilience and many of the things that have come front and center during the pandemic, uh, mindset and resilience and adaptability and agility, not only in our communication, but in our thinking and the way that we work with others. So we're, our program is really uh, about leadership wellness. How can you determine what you want to be, not just our to-dos, but our to-bes? What am I going to be today as a leader? Setting intentions and how do you create the right environment for you to be the leader that you were created to be? A lot of that is through protecting your leadership wellness from your resilience so that you're in a be the best position to be resilient so that you are thinking clearly and that you can adapt and be agile in your adaptation. Because a lot of times, if we are not able to respond with resilience to stress, which it happens to all of us, we get put in pressure situations and it's a challenging thing then it impacts our ability to be an effective leader for others and for ourselves. So those competencies allow us to be better prepared and then we're able to be the leader we intended to be through that type of leadership wellness. Very powerful. Now you're also the global facilitator for the ATD, which is the Association for Talent Development. Tell us a little bit more about it. Well, I, I absolutely love ATD and the work that they do. I'm a big fan, and I know you are too, Gigi, of just really getting involved with the groups of people who are passionate about their work. And the reason I bring that up is because, because I learn from them and because you know we, we just elevate each other's ideas by having conversations together. And when I think about that, when it comes to human resources and talent development, I think about ATD, which is a global organization, the Association for Talent Development. And I think about um, organizations like SHRM, the Society for Human Resource Management, and HRCI, which is also another amazing organization. So with ATD, I am very grateful to be a facilitator. And one of the reasons that I wanted to work with them was that they do have such a global focus. As we start to work with organizations that have people across all the geos, all the time zones, that adds even more complexity to our leadership challenges and that resilience that I was just talking about to really ma maintain cohesiveness across all those different beautiful, diverse cultures and um, dealing with just even really being in different time zones. But what I do is I facilitate a couple programs on behalf of ATD change management, improving human performance, and then also consulting skills, teaching individuals who are learning and development professionals, as well as general business people, how to operate from the ATD model, either as an internal or as an external consultant to help um, 
solve problems on behalf of businesses and organizations. I love it. Now, Amy, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Oh, we go right back to you asked me about God and to really embrace the idea of what it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that it, it says that for I know the plans I have for you. And what I really focus on in this particular scripture is for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future. And the reason that I know many people love this scripture and, and I'm one of them. And when I think about how to be happy, the Lord is saying, declares the Lord. This is your creator saying, I know what the plans I have for you. I know he's declaring it. And there aren't so strong, so strong that I think about that and say, wow, my God is declaring the plans that he has for me. I need to trust that. So what freedom do we have in just trusting that, which leads to, you asked about happiness. The way to be happy is to be at peace and to be free and to understand that there's a good plan for your life because it doesn't mean that we're not involved. We are involved. We do have free will and we get to make decisions, but there is a plan out there and there's also help for us in um, being an active, positive participant in that plan through God's word. So uh, there are so many different things that I look at in the Bible. That is one of them. And then I really believe in Jeremiah 33, 3, just it's for cry out to me and I'm crying out to you. It show me the great and mighty things that I do not know. And the reason I bring that um, one up, oh Lord, I cry out to you, show me the great and mighty things that I do not know because there's so much that we don't know. And when we cry out to the Lord, he'll help us in all those different situations. And there are great and mighty things. And he does allow us to gain knowledge and wisdom through him, which leads to our ability to just enjoy our lives and our work. And um, so those are, those are some of the starting points, but just staying grounded in that. There's always a new day with new possibilities when we're rejoicing in what God has done for us. And I love on, I'm trying to think it's Inky Johnson on Twitter every day. He says, rejoice, you know, <laughs> that's one of the shortest scriptures rejoice. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. And so joy um, comes from connectedness to our creator. Amen. And trust the plans God has for you. Such a powerful statement. Thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that with us, Amy. Now, what would you tell someone who is looking to build a relationship with God? Because you mentioned him quite often here, and I'm very faith-based as well. So now, what would you tell someone who's looking to build a relationship with him? Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing I would do is say just to talk to him and just to say, I want to have a relationship with you because um, he'll answer you. You know, seek me and you will find me. And it says that in the word. So I would say, just talk to him. A lot of times people will say, well, I don't know how to pray. And I can definitely identify with that. I remember going to um, prayer groups and listening to people pray and thinking, oh, well, I'll just wait till I learn how to pray before I pray. <laughs> I obviously don't know how to do it. And it's just have a conversation with him and say, I want to know you more. And uh, in addition to that, you know, get get your Bible out, look for podcasts, look for just look for connection points. And that would go back to the prayer 
what I might do to, to connect with the Lord may be different than what you do. And every time that I've asked, he's prompted me and given me a new friend or a new um, book or a, a church that I'm going attending and relationships there. And he will lead you from one place to the next to allow you to discover more in your relationship with him. And just, I will tell you that one of the things that was a stepping out in faith moment for me was that there was a voice inside my head that always told me, you know, you're in HR and what you do, you know, you, you really shouldn't talk about your faith. And as a professional in an organization, I wouldn't be leading with talking about my faith because I'm responsible for taking care of every single um, person in the organization and the organization's best interest. Not that my faith doesn't come with me to work. I think everyone's faith comes with them to work and I think it's fantastic. It's just that we're there to accomplish certain objectives and um, be fair across everyone and, and not it's that's not the point of being in the workplace. When I finished my last um, job where I was at a corporation, I was listening to that voice in my head saying, you can't write a book that talks about HR, but also talks about God. You can't do that. And all of a sudden I heard myself answer back in the spirit and just say, why am I listening to that voice? You know, who says I can't do that? And will everyone like that, you know, story or conversation? Maybe not, but there's nothing that says, I can't say this is the way my faith has impacted um, the way I've been able to hopefully impact the workplace in a positive way and, and offer the lessons learned and the things that I have seen benefit others so that they can be used, um, you know, in, with that purpose in mind to, to further help. And that's why with, you mentioned glue, glue actually stands for God's love unites everyone. So the leadership development strategy to bond and unite goes back to what we're discussing. God's love is the single most powerful unifying force that I've ever been exposed to. So this is a little bit about the lessons I've learned through that. Amen. Now, can you hold up glue again for us? Sure. And now where can folks grab a copy of your book? Thank you for asking. The, the launch date officially is in February. It's in pre-sale on Amazon now. You have to, if you search for just glue, you're going to find all kinds of super glue and glitter glue. And I, I love it. You have to put in Amy <laughs> to find it. Uh, maybe someday it'll come up ahead of, you know, all of the bottles of amazing glue that are available, but it is there. It's on a few other sites as well, but if it's all, um, it says coming soon and you can order it, but it'll be out and about in the world uh, as of February 9th. Absolutely amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to grab your copy of Glue. Okay, make sure to put Amy P. Kelly there so you grab the right copy. <laughs> yes. And now, Amy, where can the audience find you? If you would like to connect with me, I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can come to my website at amypkelly.com. You can connect with me on Twitter, amypkelly. I'm on Instagram, amypkelly1. And if you do decide that you'd like to read this short story about these two women in business and glue, and you do purchase it, you can send a, a receipt to leadership at amypkelly.com. And there'll be a personal development resource that I've been working on with one of my 
um, friends and colleagues. She's an amazing transformational coach. Her name is Heather Diaz. She's helped to write that. So if you're interested, you could send me a receipt and you would get that complimentary resource when the books get shipped in February. I love it. And what are the last words that you would like to leave with the audience today? What I would like to say is definitely choose to bond and unite, whether to break and divide. Any relationship that you may have that um, is on your heart, there's still opportunity to make peace and to build a new bond. And if that prompting is there, I know there are some relationships that people believe are better left where they are. And that's a decision you have to make through your spirit. But if there's one that continues to just be in your mind and on your heart, take a step toward the unity and, and just repairing that and making a new bond. Because a lot of times when you do that, you can build an even stronger bond. And the people that see that, um, it, it's a catalyst to leading to other people doing the same thing and creating more unity in our world. I love it. Very powerful. Now, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Amy on our website. And again, that's amypkelly.com. A-M-Y-P as in Paul, K-E-L-L-Y.com. And Amy, thank you again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. You have a blessed day. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Gigi. It's been so amazing to be here. I'm so excited to continue to learn more from you and the community that you have here. Likewise. God bless.